the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castelbrus. I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time. You might be a doctor, but I am. I'm a doctor. There's probably nothing on the experience. Absolutely fantastic. All of time and space, everything that ever happened or ever will. Where do you want to start? Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bigger on the Inside, the new Who Doctor Who Watch Wrong podcast. I am Harry, joined as always by Timothy Saxby. How are you doing, Tim? I'm very well, Harry. We're in our, uh, for probably the very last time. And the first time, we're in a nice, swanky studio. Yeah, yeah. Tim's uh, hideout, the studio, is a student union. It's very nice. It's nice, isn't it? It's yeah. surprising we've been doing this podcast for a year and a half now. And we and... never thought to do this. <laughs> I mean, yeah. to be fair, when we started, this probably like, wasn't available to us, was I've got it? like a whole desk in front of me with levers and... Yeah. Here, like, if I push one on here, what happens? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I can hear you pressing them, but I don't know what... Nothing. Yeah, one thing that makes me always just slightly unnerved in here is that there's that off-air sign. Like, is there a way for you to accidentally put us on air? Probably, on yes. Uni- yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody listens, so I don't really worry about it. Hey, you said you had, like, seven lis- or eight listeners to something you were doing in here the other day? Yeah, so I do my own radio show in here every Friday, 12 to 1. Ask Alexa to play Jam Radio Hull. You can listen to Feel Good Friday with me and Ben Redfern. Cheeky plug there. Or listen to it on Spotify afterwards as well. Just Ooh. put in Feel Good Friday with Ben and Tim. Does that count all the music, I presume? Yeah, you hear the start of it and the end of it. Right, yeah. okay. Here's the best thing about the studios. Harry, just tell me how your day's been. Um, It's been pretty all right so far, honestly. I, I can turn Harry's much. microphone I right did, off. Um, I did uh, <laughs> get a shower this morning and I had my breakfast and... Uh, Honestly, I had a bit of a late start. So... Oh, okay, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> uh, should we do the news, Harry? There's a lot of news this week. Yeah, and good it's news all as well. good news. Yeah, first off, David Tennant is back on our screens playing David Tennant. Wow. Very excited for this. Yeah, he is, re- he is appearing alongside his wife, Georgia Tennant, in the uh, Lucy Beaumont and John Richardson comedy, Meet the Richardsons. Yep, it's good. I think we spoke about it before on the show, actually. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, uh, Lucy Beaumont is Hull's very own. She came to this student union. Did she? She came to the University of Hull. I know that um, my mum used to be a teacher in uh, Hesel, and uh, she taught Lucy when she yeah. was a student, yeah. What type of student was she? Apparently she was very nice. Uh, what yeah. type of teacher was your mama? What? What type of teacher was your mama? From what I can gather, she was a very good teacher. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Good old Mrs. Murdoch. Yeah, that's what she was called. Uh, do you, have you ever watched Meet, Meet the Richardsons? I have. I think it's really funny. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not like... I like I learned the stuff like extras and stuff like that, which kind of... And Kevin refuses as a way to take a celebrity and show mm. you their average it's, everyday life. But this is different. It is kind of, in a sense, it's a very British version of Curb, of like the, these comedy stars just interacting in their daily lives with other comedy stars. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's very good. It's very funny. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Do, uh, do get, we know in what capacity they're going to appear? Is it I, series regulars or something like I that? I think they appear in a one-off. Uh, we have a bit of a uh, quote from the... Uh, Lucy and uh, John asked about their favourite guests and um, Beaumont said the tenants were hers as they've been such good sports. Here's the full quote. Do it in Lucy Beaumont's voice. But she just has a whole accent. Do a whole accent. I, I have a whole accent. Not really. Yeah, I do. Do a proper all accent. 
mobile phone, nine, nine, nine. <laughs> the tenants for me. I couldn't believe that they did it. They were such good sports. They didn't need to take two days out of their busy lifestyles to do it, but I couldn't believe it. They're such good people. They're both really good actors, really talented. We're all a bit starstruck. Everyone was trying to play it cool, but everyone was like, oh my God. And John Richard echoed her feelings, saying that Doctor Who Papa were superb. Obviously, the locations we film in, it's the local rugby club and weird little cafes, and it's places we've picked where we feel comfortable. And they just got into it straight away, and were happy with any versions of themselves that we asked them to be. They were happy to be a bit pretentious at points, or a bit silly, or scathing, or rude about us. It's one of the things people find the hardest, I think, because it feels so real being rude. Uh, Richard's also explained that uh, Tent was quick to turn the episode's brief into a hilarious moment, thanks to his improv skills. At the end of the first episode, I accused him of stealing our show idea, and all the brief said was, John and Lucy have left, talking about how you feel, but be a bit upset. I could hear him from outside. We were sat on the chairs outside a room, just crying with laughter at how readily you screamed that I was an irritating little cock. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like, in a sense, David's kind of playing a similar version to himself as he played in, um, oh, what was it called? Dave. Staged, yeah. That seems so long ago now, that. I mean, it was, um, because they did them both during lockdown. Were they both a lockdown thing? Yeah, because Staged 1 happened during the uh, first lockdown. Oh. And then Stage Series 2 happened when the second lockdown happened. Oh. Yeah. And they I still haven't seen Series 2 yet. I actually prefer Series 2 to the original. They have a lot more kind of celebrity cameos. You have bigger ones as well, like some American names as well. Is that what you like? Celebrity cameos? Well, no, because they... The... I bet you can't wait for multiverse of cameos. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to watch the new Doctor Strange. Why not? It's just a Marvel movie. Well, don't you want to see Toby again? I've already seen Toby again. Oh, where? On In No Way Home. On on the telly. I, I've seen him on telly, I think. Yeah. And she also bought me this. What's this? Which is... <laughs> is this going to... Follow big move. Which is a stress ball. Is this... Is that going to be on the podcast Yeah, now? I can do this now. Tim can just play clips straight into the podcast. Yeah. What? This might, this this could have been really handy. <laughs> like when we do, when it comes to quotes and stuff. Yeah. We could have just played the quote directly into the show. And then we could have just talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. What other news do we have, Harry? Uh, we have Colin Baker is appearing in Big Finish, but not as he normally does. He's appearing in a series as... Drum roll, please. Or oh, hang on. Let's see if I can... Oh, can you actually one. get a drum roll? Let me have a look. This is an advert. Um, for, what's it an advert for? Oh, no, it's kind oh. of funky, though. It kind Ben's of vibes. Ori Ben's original rice. Ooh. He's putting it in the pan. Oh, yeah. Cook up that rice, Ben. I can't skip the ad. Oh. Hope you're all enjoying this. We have to cut this? Nah, it's fine. Here we go. That's our sponsor now. The curator? <laughs> you like that, don't you, Sam? I do, I like that, yeah. That I'm going to keep that tab open. Might do that again later. Yeah, so um, Colin Baker is going to be in the Big Finish story Stranded 4, which I believe is a Paul McGann series, 
playing the curator. Yes, he is, yeah. It looks good. I mean, I, I've not seen much about it. No, he looks good, like, the thing that they've done with him. Oh, yeah, it's cool. It's got a Photoshop with his face on the uh, Colin Baker Doctor costume. I wonder if they just did, like, a series of new shots. Maybe what? Maybe they were running out of um, promo photos of Colin Baker. I waved at all the, the school children behind you. Oh. They, all, they all waved at us as they went past. Oh, okay. Uh, just for context, there's a big glass wall behind Harry, and lots of school kids just walked past and waved at us. Yeah, they have no idea what we're recording. No. They probably think we're re- recording Jam Radio. Because that's the name of the radio studio we've borrowed. Yeah. Um, it's quite good that he's playing the curator, because he wasn't that happy about Tom Baker being in Day of the Doctor. I think the thing he wasn't happy I've got, about I've got was... the quote here. Oh, I've got you the video. can actually play, play it. the video. You oh. ready? Yeah. Obvious to us that... Classic doctors were not required on voyage for this particular one, and which is why we made five-ish doctors, which people have been kind enough to say they enjoyed, because it, it it did do something. It gave the fans what we knew they rather wanted to have a nod to all of us, um, when clearly the BBC didn't see the necessity. So when we watched it, and we were all watched it together on that night that stupid party they put on the television with all the companions sitting there not Did you watch that? Remember there, that? No, then it happened. Very badly done. Terrible, really bad. Um, oh. We, we watched it and there was Tom being the, what was he called? The curator. No, he wasn't the curator. It was Tom Baker <laughs> who played the fourth doctor. Looking like the fourth doctor and the dialogue was... Uh, all the time but it was just odd and it looked that the, the, pro, the program would have worked perfectly without that bit <laughs> is that <a> gas production <laughs> it was yeah what do you think um i get where i get where colin's coming from and at the same time I know why the BBC did it. Because it's Tom Baker. It's oh, exactly. Name. Like, Tom Baker, I feel like... Tom Baker's a name for people who aren't fans of the show. Yeah, people know... When people think of Classic Who, the image they think of after, you know, the regular iconography of the TARDIS and the Daleks, they think of Tom Baker with his long, stripy scarf, and he kind of was the image of Doctor Who for lots of people for years. It's only really with the new series, and only in the past few years that kind of people like David Tennant have kind of taken that mantle as being what people immediately think of when they think of yeah. the Doctor. Yeah. yeah. Harry, do you think um, if that, what what do you call him? Uh, sorry, if, uh, if Colin Baker was to be the curator at the other day of the Doctor, it would have had the same effect? Well, no. I think that would have been a lot of... <laughs> Correct. Why did you do a wrong sound effect then? Because it's like... Did you have the wrong sound effect signed up? Just You were just anticipating me giving the wrong answer to your... Your subjective no, I question. Got the right, I got the right answer. I had the right sound. I just uh, I wasn't concentrated. Oh, I got so much stuff here. It's all exciting. Yeah, you're having fun, aren't you, Tim? Yeah, lots of fun. Lots yeah. of fun. Um, cool. Any more news? Uh, yes, we do. Um, we have. The oh, do- sorry. I, I must have pushed the rewind button. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's one of his fancy effects. 
But we have a Dr. Houston. I'm going to push it again. We have um, uh, we have um, Doctor Who Centenary. <laughs> we have um, Doctor Who Centenary special updates. Would you like to hear them, Tim? We have um, Doctor Who Centenary special updates. Would you like to hear them, Tim? Yes, please. I will do it again at some point. <laughs> I'll go right back to that same point. Yeah. Um, so uh, we've got more quotes from Matt Strevens. He's talking a lot, isn't he? I think he? he's done an interview with Doctor Who Mag. He's, it feels like he's doing multiple interviews with Doctor Who Mag. Yeah, yeah. Or are just these media outlets just stretching out the interview? Possibly. Yeah. But um, so Do we have a cool quote there? We have a, quite a chunky quote of him talking about the centenary special. The final story is a... Go on, say it. What whilst, was that? Whilst what, the drums play. What was, what was your... The final story is about... The final story is a massive... Feature-length epic. It was huge to shoot. That, that that felt kind of anticlimactic. That didn't warrant a drum roll, Tim. All right, we'll get a drum roll in later. Sorry, everybody. We have lots of surprises for fans all ages. Jodie gets a really good send-off. I think it will push everybody's buttons. And the fact that BBC asked us to be part of their since celebrations, I think that just underlines the iconic nature of the show. And I think the part of the quote that people want to highlight here is push everybody's buttons. I thought it was feature length. We already knew it was feature length. An hour and a half? Yeah. I didn't know that. Do you not? No. It was announced when they initially announced it. Oh, well, I didn't listen. Um, I don't listen to what everybody has to say, Harry. Really? Yeah. Really? No. We did a whole separate video when it was announced. Oh, did we? Yeah, because it was announced alongside Chibnall and Jodie leaving. Oh, okay. Right, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, it's going to. What do you think he means by pushing everybody's buttons? I think think he's going to trigger loads of people. He'll be like, I think at the end, the doctor will go. Climate change is a lot of bollocks, and it should regenerate. And we're like, this contradicts Orphan Fifty Five. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like everybody I met at Comic Con on the weekend. <laughs> Do we want to talk about that now? Or no, we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, Stay tuned. We've got some more quotes from Matt saying, when they approached Chris saying, we'd love you to do one more. We know the production schedule's really tight. What do you think about doing a special for the Centenary for the BBC? It was a no-brainer. It meant a lot to Jodie to know that she could regenerate. It's lovely to pass that on. So, what do you think's happened here? Do you think she was originally meant to regenerate in Legends of the Sea Devils? Or do you think that the Centenary special would have aired at Easter and that that when they were asked to do the Centenary special, that was then moved to the Centenary special air date? I feel like... I feel like Legends of the Sea Devils is the additional episode. Hmm. But I feel like Jodie's Regeneration episode wouldn't have been feature length originally. I feel like they probably had maybe an, an, a, a draft or like the story beats for an hour-long story. That would have been Jodie's last. And that's what the Centurion special is. But when the BBC approached them, they took that and repurposed it into something that's 90 minutes le- long. And okay. Maybe they could add in more stuff, maybe some return, more returning characters, more stuff like that. And then, like you said, I think the Sea Devils is an extra addition. So do you think this could originally be set to air at about uh, Christmas time? Yeah, Christmas time or Easter time. Yeah. Although an Easter generation sounds not like not something we're used to. No. Nah. No. Any more news, Harry? Uh, yes, in fact, we do. We have some rumours of a new Doctor Who companion. Harry, who could that Doctor Who companion be? Well, it is, in fact... 
Tanya Reynolds? <laughs> I feel like we've done that joke now. We can never go back to the drum roll again. That's the longest that drum roll goes for as well. <laughs> Do you need to make your own extended version? It's <laughs> it longer and longer every week. <laughs> Soon the podcast is just going to be like... 70% drum roll. <laughs> uh, who? Tanya Reynolds. Uh, she plays the character Lily Iglehart in Sex Education. Never seen that show. Me neither. This means nothing. Here's an image of her. Here's what she looks like. Right on, okay. Cool. She, could she play a companion? She's 30. Um, yes. Tanya Louise Reynolds is an English actress. She landed her first major role in a series regular on Sky One comedy series, Delicious. Reynolds gained further promise for portraying Lily in the Netflix comedy drama Sense Education, where she has been part of the main cast as the first series. Uh, Sense Education, um, she was in Emma in 2020, Delicious 2016 to 2019. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I haven't seen her in anything, so I can't really comment. And also, the companion role isn't like the Doctor. You can't say they look like the Doctor. No. Because the companion can be anything. Yeah, this is uh, the TV insider who... Uh, do you hear me through those headphones? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Do you hear me? Yeah, yeah. I was cool. just looking at the wires. Yeah. But, uh, basically, the TV insider who uh, is revealed this information has said, if Tanya became the Doctor's new companion, she'd be a unique sidekick in comparison to the likes of Billy Piper or Jenna Coleman. But that's the whole point of the reinvented Doctor Who. They'd want to create a very different version of the time-traveling <laughs> adventures. Since they're likely to be hiring a very different actor to play the Time Lord, it makes sense to select an unusual companion for them. But it will be a dilemma for Tanya, who may end up taking a lesser role in the cast, because she knows that being a companion can be just as long a commitment as playing the Doctor. Uh, I feel like that last quote's a bit rubbish. Yeah, do you not believe it? Nah. No, thinks this is just some <clears throat> person saying, oh yeah, I totally... I mean, there's a good chance she could do it if she's, you know, in something like uh, sex education and stuff like that. I could want to say bad education. Bad education is um, a very different show. Yeah, but I feel like... What if Jack Whitehall was the doctor? Oh, God. That would be <laughs> awful. That would surely be one of the worst things that could possibly happen. What have you got against uh, Jack Whitehall? He's got James Corden syndrome. Has he? Yeah. I don't know. I know he's doing, like, Hollywood movies now. Do you know what I mean, though? He's got, like... Uh... He's in Clifford, the big red dog. Exactly. He's the dad. <laughs> He's uh, like, Clifford, what are you doing being so big and red and a dog? I, I don't know. I've not... The job. I literally found out I got the job like three days before. Is this Tanya? And, um, Talking about sexual education and why she, the season one topless that, scene is one of her favourites. Oh, she topless in it. And, um, the, and can I just say, just I just so clicked on the first video that came it. up. Hi, I'm Tanya and I play Lily on Sex Education. The writers are incredible, and the cool. whole... Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, I, I'm sure she's a good actor <coughs> if yeah. she's on Sex Education. If she's on Netflix. Yeah. It's not like just any show can go on Netflix. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry, I've got a cough. <coughs> Hello. Hi, Tim. How are you? I'm good. Should we do some more news? Yeah, uh, we've got some uh, info about 
that may or may not be about the uh, Doctor Who 60th. Is this the last piece of registered news on that list? No, it's the second to last. This is something official, that there's been a BBC casting call-out in Cardiff. Oh, right on, yeah. For extras, for something. Yes. Yeah, crowd ADs coordinate larger crowds of extras for the background scenes. This role begins April 4th on a returning drama, possibly Doctor Who, which will take a two-month break from production in autumn. There are other roles available with similar dates. Yep. Yeah. So So it's obvious we think that could be the Doctor Who's 60th. It could be, yeah. Should we just go straight into the next bit of news and we can talk about it all together? Yeah, because this one is a kind of the big rumour of this week. I'd heard it before you sent it to me. Ooh, get you. You think you know what you're doing? Hold on. Is that Zippy? <laughs> you sounded just like Zippy from Rainbow for a second. Oh, hello, George. I watched them on uh, what's it called it YouTube, the Weakest Link Puppet Special. Oh, I've seen that. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Isn't it's it? really funny. Here you go, Harry, with the news. Doctor Who fans have been whipped into a frenzy over who will replace Jodie Whittaker when she hands over the keys to the TARDIS later this year. But I can reveal her replacement will hardly appear in the show when it returns in 2023. Instead, it is set to play host to a string of former Time Lords in a series of specials marking the series' 60th birthday. As the rumour mill has already suggested, that's likely to see Jodie pass the baton to David Tennant, but it could also see a comeback by Matt Smith, Christopher Eccleston and Peter Capaldi. It's a dream scenario for mega-fan and showrunner Russell T. Davis, who clearly wants a repeat of 1983's feature-length 20th anniversary special, The Five Doctors, which starred a quintet of ex-Time Lords. A TV insider said, The BBC wanted something unique to mark six decades of Doctor Who, and while getting all the former Time Lords together will be a challenge, it's one Russell might just achieve. After all, he was the man responsible for signing up Christopher and David back in 2005, and he is the one of the few people who might convince them to be a part of the show again. It remains to be seen if he can achieve an exact copy of the Five Doctors, but he will certainly want to capture some of the spirit of that landmark episode in these specials. Middle life! Um, yeah, sorry. So, they're basically saying there's a good chance that Christopher Eccleston, David Tennant, Matt Smith, and Peter Capaldi, Capaldi could all be returning for the Doctor Who's 60th anniversary, which is meant to be hopefully filming in a couple of months' time, possibly. Yeah. How... Also, to back up that rumour, just a little jokey tweet I put out there, DT's had his hair dyed back to brown. Yes, David Tennant has uh, dyed his hair from red, which it was clearly uh, died for for the new series of uh, Good Omens. Omens. Yep. Uh, back to his uh, classic brown. I'm whipping my hair back and forth like, a, like David Tennant does. <laughs> I whip my hair back and forth. That, that, that's what David Tennant does. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like it and it's good, very exciting news, but there's no substance to it. Yeah, I feel like we've heard Is it just another TV already. insider? I think so. It's from kind of the same news outlet that reported the last uh, thing about the companion. Okay. Uh, yeah, look, I re- that's what I want to see. Yeah. That's what I want to see. And also Jodie. Hmm. Because it'd be weird to have 
the four new doctors without Jodie. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she would play as much as a bigger no, role. No, I think she'd be, if anything, just a bit part. Yeah. I mean, maybe in a similar way to how Tom Baker was in the Five Doctors. <laughs> Can you imagine if they recreated that scene with Jodie? Just her punting. <laughs> her and Yaz just punting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think it'd be great. <clears throat> but I do agree, if there's, a, there's one, there's only one person on Earth who could persuade Peter Capaldi and Christopher Eccleston to return to Doctor Who. And that's Russell T. Davis. that's Russell T. Davis, yeah. yeah. So I think there's a blooming good chance it could be true, and I hope it is. And before that article had come out... I'd also seen another one that was just saying just David and Matt. Okay. Um, so I feel like David and Matt are kind of secure. We could kind of bet on them. Yeah. Said. I hope we have more than David and Matt because then it just feels like the David Doctor again. Yeah. Which we don't really want. What would you like to see in the 60th? Uh, I want to see something. I know this is vague. Have you just muted me? Ah, uh, okay. Um, but I want... Um, and this is very vague and abstract and maybe a bit wanky, but I want something different to the 50th. Yeah. The 50th was this big blockbuster crossover thing. It tied up the whole timeline about Gallifrey. I want this to be, maybe in some ways, the polar opposite. Other than wrapping up what has been going on since 2005, maybe it, in a way, perhaps introduces new things. And it's like saying you whilst also honouring the old, and maybe using the old and subverting it in a non-alienating way yeah. to kind of get us excited for the future of the show. I think... <coughs> Barry, I think it should just be a standalone. Yeah, I'd be up for a standalone. Just like one hour and a half mega episode with five Doctors. Do you know what I mean? I think that'd yeah. be fantastic. I think that'd be fantastic. Say it again? Fantastic. Good stuff. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I'm looking forward to it. And I do think it will start shooting soon. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to see... And I feel like surely they'll have to reveal what's going to be in it before they start shooting it. Yeah, I'm just looking to see if I can find out. Um, filming um, The Day of the Doctor was... Uh, because The Day of the Doctor was filmed in 3D, the episode took longer than usual to shoot. And every year, they st- uh, filming began on the 28th of March, 2013. Oh, so that's quite close to the release date. Yeah. Of an October. Sorry, mm. November. November? I can't remember. Oh, uh, November the 23rd is Day of the Doctor, I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it's quite close. So maybe we are quite a way off seeing some Yeah, maybe filming. they won't start shooting until next year then, in that mm. case. But then, but then I look at the fact they've got to film a series as well. Do you think they'll film it all together? Because we don't know when Series 14 it's that will two air, It's that two-month gap in that previous thing we talked about with the extras wanted. Mm. There's, they're going to fill something where they need a lot of extras, and there's going to be a two-month gap in production, and then they're going to come back. Right. That seems like that two months would be to set up... The new series. Yeah, so they would film a scene yeah. for the 60th, then come back with the series two months later. Yeah, and that makes sense, because I feel like the 60th will end with some sort of teaser for the next series. Yeah, I doubt the 60th is just going to end, there. they're going to go... Doctor Who will be back. Yeah, with a new Doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm re- very excited. I'm very excited. Harry what off- if, what if we don't actually find out who the next Doctor is until the 60th, and it gets revealed in that special? Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, so we find out, like, you know, Tennant and Smith and Capaldi and Eccleston, whatever, are all back to the 60th, and you'll find out who the 14th Doctor is in it. 
Yeah, I always think they should do that. I don't like it when they reveal it before. I think yeah. they should save it for the episode. No, I think it'd be just be more exciting. And then we kind of have it more historically because usually they kind of just do like a TV special, don't they? Because yeah. they do a TV special to reveal Matt Smith and Pete Capaldi. For Matt, they did a special Doctor Who Confidential. Ah, uh, okay. For Capaldi, they did a... <clears throat> they did like a live broadcast with Zoe Ball. And Jodie Whittaker got like a 30-second TV spot. Yeah, she did, but it was during Wimbledon. Yeah. Yeah. And I always see stuff on Twitter now. It's like, the NCAs are on. Maybe they're going to announce it at the NCAs. I'm like, no, they're not. No. 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 They're like, the Winter Olympics. I'm like, no, you can't just keep picking every big TV event. I'm hoping they're going to put Doctor Who in it somehow. It's not going to happen. Hmm. You will not find out who the next Doctor is going to be until after Legends of the Sea Devils. It's Prince Got Time Fowler. They're going to reveal the Doctor in the Prince Got Time Fowler. Or maybe just before Legends of the Sea Devil. Yeah. If you don't hear it by the time Legends of the Sea Devil has come out, like within the week after, yeah. I don't think you're going to know for a long time. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, I feel like Sea Devils will have a teaser for the centenary yeah. at the end of it, obviously. Next time. Yeah, but I don't think that'll contain anything about the next Doctor. No, I don't think there'll be a press release for ages. No. I would... I'm starting to think now that... We won't see the 14th Doctor at the end of the centenary. And I don't think they will announce it. No. I, I think they will. And I think you will get announcements about the 60th before you get announcements about who the next Doctor's going to be. I think so. I'm starting to feel Which that Which is way. annoying, because that means I've got to spend loads of time explaining to idiots that, no, David Tennant isn't the next Doctor. He just returned to do a special. Do you think people are going to think that? Because people are going to see David Tennant returns, because I feel like it's just a given at this point that David Tennant's going to return. yeah, yeah. That there will be people being like, is 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 that mean David Tennant's the fourteenth Doctor? Yeah. Oh, I don't like the thought of that. Yeah. Because I know people don't want David Tennant to be the fourteenth. I doctor. saw a comment the other day that said, "I just want David Tennant to return as the Meta Crisis Doctor with Rose." I was like, nobody. What you are the only person, mate. No, I know other people who want that, but I feel like what to what would that serve dramatically? Like they had their happy ending. They, they have to no grow stake. old and have children. Yeah, I mean? like they're fine. Like there's nothing really to gain other than watching kind of like a married couple who've been married for well be ten years now. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Their marriage is going strong. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Any more news, Harry? Well, not from me, but I know that no, you there, have. Uh... I thought there was more news. No, well. but you ever have some uh, experiences to talk about, don't you? Where are we going, Tim? Tim, where are you taking us? Wait, what the hell is this? Oh no. Oh no! No! Oh, Tim! Let's just wait for Colin's moment. I don't know exactly what you're talking about. Who's singing right now? Well, then. Can you see that? Yeah, yeah, I can see it. Everybody! Doctor in distress! SOS! Doctor in distress. Send me now. We won't take rest. Not Colin. Here he comes. Is this it? Yeah. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> oh. Uh, I think we've referenced it enough on this podcast. So it's about time we played a little bit of it. 
Yeah. It's not on Spotify either, so I doubt it's going to get taken down. Yeah, but uh, you've got uh, some stories of your own to share, haven't you? Because Harry, I met somebody this week. Who did Who did he meet? Was it was an old friend? It was an old friend. Yeah? Who yeah. was it? It was, I met Jodie Whittaker this week, Harry. Whoa, what? So I That's went, crazy. How did that happen? So I went to, uh, oh, I know. This would be good in the background, maybe. But is this going to be a video as well? Oh, is this Jodie Whittaker's yellow cover? It's good. I prefer the original, but... Yeah, they were all oh, It's quite a nice version of it, to be honest. It is. Uh, yeah, I went to Comic-Con. <laughs> I went to LFCC Spring, London Film and Comic-Con Spring, the smaller convention they do one in the summer. And uh, Jodie Whittaker and Mandip Gill were there. You didn't meet Mandip, did you? Didn't meet Mandip. I waved at her. She didn't see me. Oh. Yeah, but I met Jodie. I texted you, didn't I? As soon as I yeah, met you her. were very excited because you were uh, bumped into her before your uh, actual kind of booked meeting, didn't you? Yeah, so I had a booked photo shoot. We'll get into all, like, the surviving Comic-Con shit in a minute. But let's talk about the fun stuff first. Because, um, yeah, so I was just walking along, minding my own business. I'm probably texting you. I'm about to send you something I'd seen. Yeah. And, like, these security guys came rushing past. I was like, what the heck's going on? And I look up and she was there. And I went, oh, hi, Jodie. And this big Yorkshire voice went, oh, yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "Hi," and then like just walks off and like had a little tear in my eye because I was like, "That was actually Doctor Who." <laughs> yeah, and then the current Doctor yeah. Who. It's like I've met all of them, but the dead ones and Tom. Mm. Um, I didn't meet John Hare either. I'm saying yeah. that because John Hare was alive. But, yeah. yeah, but you did meet David Bradley though. I have met David Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but they were never they weren't the Doctor when the show was on. When I yeah. met them, Jodie's the only time I've met the, the current, current Doctor, Doctor Who. It was very exciting. Mm. There was a big turnout. Was it massive? Huge. Yeah. Um, so remember when it happened? There's all like kind of a wave of people saying, like being really supportive of Jodie. I mean, I've always said that Jodie was a great advocate for the show, but yeah. I feel like this appearance has kind of made people really realize, oh yeah, Jodie's really enthusiastic and really engaging with the fan base and stuff like that. But she's always done. Yeah, I, but I think like also you got to remember, she's pregnant, man. Oh yeah. She's Congre pregnant yeah. and it's like COVID time and she's meeting 5,000 people. Mm. And it was like, wasn't a case of let's have a social distance photo. She's like stood there putting her arms around people, holding people's souvenirs, holding their flags, whatever. You know what I mean? It's like signing shit for everybody. Crazy. Yeah. I think she was, she was like, I don't want to be, like, gone about this forever, because I don't want to clickbait people, but from, like, the minute and a half I spent with her, tossing up throughout the day, just, like, really lovely. Yeah, and <laughs> she'll have been having that exact same kind of interaction with people throughout the day. Yeah. Like, she'll have been probably consistently that lovely with mm. absolutely everyone for yeah. a sustained amount of time. Like, I met Christopher Eccleston, and I've got a picture with Christopher. I've got a picture with Chris, David, Matt. Peter and Jodie now. So we've got a picture of all the new Who Doctors. Not in one photo. Um, there is noticeable differences with each actor in each photo. Mm. A level of excitement and how much they have to be there. David's so, almost like... I've, I've seen these photos. David is almost like intensely excited. Yeah, he's like, got like he's got his sonic uh, in his yeah, hand. Yeah. His eyes are almost bulging out of his head the way he's like doing this action pose. Yeah, Matt's got the fez. He's holding a fez above my head. I can't remember what Peter's doing. Is he doing like the I thing with his hands? Like a, yeah, he's like yeah. his Jedi thing with his hand. And then the picture of me and Jodie, that's a really... I really like that photo because we've both got big smiles and we're, we look like chums. Ah. And then there's a picture of Chris. 
which is a really nice picture, and it was the first convention Krista had ever, ever done. Yeah, it was kind of like feeling it out. Yeah, yeah. and i got to remember as well, it was 5 o'clock in the evening at this point. These things start at 9 in the morning. You're meeting fans all day. It must get tiring. And you can tell that in the picture. <laughs> have you seen it? I have, yeah. I have. But I've also seen pictures from the con, like when he met Matt and stuff, and he yes. seems much more kind of active. Yeah. And yeah. So I think that maybe when you've taken time out from the show, Maybe he's it's maybe I'm sure it's overwhelming oh, going massive, back into yeah. it. Yeah. That's like his first time. But I do look at that picture and go, Oh, he looks so unhappy to be stood next to me. And also the fact that I turned around afterwards and went, That was fantastic, thank you. <laughs> so probably didn't help matters. But yeah, no, really good. I think people should I think if you're really into it and if you can afford it, don't like because it can get quite expensive, which mm. I'll get to in a minute. How much was it? I'll get to it in a minute. Okay. Um you can go. Right. So, okay, so the pr- the pricing for this is my biggest bugbear with um, Showmaster, which are the people who run London Film and Comic Con, is that they do this thing. So they announce Jodie Whittaker as a guest, hmm. and you go on their website. It's like tickets available now, and it will tell you how much an autograph is going to be. And it will also tell you how much a photo is going to be. I think the photo costs me about seventy quid. Yeah, seventy to eighty-five. It's usually in that ballpark for a new Who doctor. Yeah, um, which is fine. It's like the average Comic Con price, right? Um, but you buy them in batches. They go to like batch seven. The 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 lower your batch number, the 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 more earlier in the day you have your photo taken. So right. I was batch two. So I basically had her in her first session. Mm. But before batch one, they do what's called diamond passes. Right. So people can go online and buy a diamond pass for a certain guest, and in that you get a guaranteed autograph, guaranteed photo, free showmaster gifts like a mug and a tote bag. Um, I think you get early bird entrance, which is fifty only fifteen minutes before everybody else. And um, for Jodie Whittaker, for instance, you also got to go to a talk in the evening, right? But you could also buy tickets for the talk separately. Yeah. But what they do is they sell up to about five hundred of these diamond passes. So you so they say like, oh, her first photo shoot of the day is at ten o'clock in the morning, and you're batch two, so you turn up, and you're stood there waiting for like an hour and a half in like this queue because you're waiting for them to call all the diamond passes right and then batch one obviously i'm batch two but luckily once the once they get into the batches it gets moving yeah but with the diamond passes they'll go diamond passes one to 25 so everybody from one to 25 will come up then they go 25 to 50 they just do it like that but it's like 20 minutes each one so they Uh, really get going and there's 500 of those yeah there's a lot that you feel that wait time and it was like with david tennant they did diamond passes and then there was also gold passes pardon me so by the time you've actually got to it you're like you've been like i think for david tennant like me me and matt who we both know we were stood there for like an hour and a half yeah and like people it's warm in there and people are getting not frustrated because they're still excited that they're agitated agitated a little bit restless i feel because they've been standing on their feet and i feel like they they never quite remember from the previous years how intense the wait is the wait is and how much people they will come and they will wait because they don't want to miss that slot because they pay good money for it like me it was getting to a point where i was thinking am i going to miss my photo shoot because and I I have to leave at two because I've got to get my train back mm. and it's like I'm batch two so I should this should be my thing I remember saying to guys like is am I gonna be able to get this he's like it's gonna be tight and I'm like this should be sort of 
you should sort of understand this beforehand. Do you so do you mean? think they could have a bit more organisation? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, for Jody, they only had her there on a Saturday, yeah. which is cool. And as I like, for David, it was a thing where wasn't he only secured the once day. the convention had started? So the, the convention for that one was Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. And me and Matt had tickets for the Saturday because we wanted to meet um, Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Yeah. And then they announced Christopher Eccleston for the Sunday, so we booked tickets for the Sunday. And then luckily on the on the Saturday they did an announcement in the hall saying David Tennant will be here tomorrow. And, and it apparently was, it was like insane, wasn't there it? There was big screams and like luckily me and Matt were first in the queue to get our David Tennant tickets, so we, we knew we were gonna be okay. Um but it was one of those things where you're like like the queue to go in is like no bigger than the studio. Like they like zigzag it on the floor with tape. Right, yeah. But it's like no bigger than the room we're currently in in that room there. Really, that's the whole queue. Yeah, but surely the queue would go out beyond that. Yeah, they yeah. It does, and it's a big convention hall. They've got enough room. They should just do big straight lines throughout the two rooms that they've got because it's a there's two upstairs rooms and two downstairs rooms, and they're only using one downstairs room. Right. So they should really use uh, all the rooms. I see. Yeah. Should we go to Amy's Choice? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have a funny name for that one, do we? No. Um, what do you want to call it? Um. Decide time. Decide time, okay. It's called Decide Time. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. It's the watch-along segment of the episode. Harry, what episode are we doing this week, my boy? Decide time. Bye. I didn't Google that. Let me have a quick look. It is by... Simon Nye and Stephen Moffat. Oh, Stephen helped write this one. It just says showrunner, but it's by Simon Nye. Yeah, that's what was the credit on the episode title. Harry, what did you think of Amy's Choice? Best episode of Series 5 so far by a landslide. Whoa! Mamma Mia. It's, it was really good. It kind of, this kind of feels like... I know, it feels like a first in a lot of ways. Um, this feels like the first episode where, for me, like Matt Smith's Doctor was like identifiably, undeniably the 11th Doctor. Yeah. Like, I feel like David Tennant could never do a story in the way that Matt did this story. Yeah. It was the first episode where I feel like I really probably got to understood Amy and Rory's relationship like in a proper, deeper way yeah, yeah. and what they actually mean to each other. And also, I feel like in a larger scale, this is kind of the first episode that feels really kind of definitively Moffat era. Mm. Like, it's something I don't... Im- I can't imagine an episode like this quite existing in the same way during Russell's era. How many episodes into this series are we now? Are we? Is this the Six, seventh? Six or seventh. Six so or we're seven about halfway through. And I know I've seen interviews with Moffat where he says the first half of Series 5 is he dropped the ball. Right. And the second half is where he picked up the ball. So do you feel like this is kind of the starting point for when stuff gets getting really good? I really hope so. <laughs> because I, this is this is a breath of fresh air. Because we spoke last week that we're dropping this segment of the show. Yeah, just because we're starting to feel the, a bit of fatigue. But then, but then I get episodes like this, and I'm like, let's keep doing it. Yeah, because I know there's episodes coming up, such as like the girl who waited in series six, which reminds me of this in a lot of ways and how it explores things. Yeah. And I, I can't remember off the top of my head just how many episodes there are like this, but this feels like a real gem. What did you episode. think to the concept of is this a dream or is this reality? Is this the a real re- life? Yeah. Very, very, very yeah. Um, it's real. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I think it's and it plays with it in a really fun way. It's not a way where like one's obviously a dream, one is. I mean, at the end, neither of them are real. Um, it plays with that in a really 
cool way and it always keeps you on your toes and the way it transitions between them with the bird song i just yeah. think it's really well conceptualized and of course i can't not mention toby jones as the dream lord yeah and i think toby jones is excellent i love toby jones and everything he's done um i think he's excellent in <coughs> you know sorry he was Hitchcock. He was great when he was Hitchcock. Uh, he was fantastic as Hitchcock, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, he did that um, adaptation of Uncle Vanya, I think, a couple of years ago, which was really good. This uh, is the only story of Simon that I wrote. Really? Yeah. Sorry, so, yeah, sorry you were saying it. Yeah. I thought that it was, yeah. It's no, weird. And I love the fact that he's wearing a Doctor yeah. Who outfit. Because he's meant to be kind of a reflection of the Doctor and all the things the Doctor dislikes about himself. I like the fact it's also, it's sort of, until he says at the end, hmm. he's me. He's a collection of all my darkest thoughts and stuff like that. It's like, oh, who is this guy? Is he just another Time Lord? Is he another villain? Yeah. There's hints that he could possibly have been the master. Mm. When the Doctor's like, there's only one person who hates me as much as that. And he's yeah. like, it's obviously the master. Toby Jones would have been a fantastic master. Yeah. I think it's kind of bittersweet in a way because Toby Jones is so good. But I don't feel like you can really bring back the Dream Lord in a way that makes sense because he's meant to be the stark reflection of Matt Smith's Eleven Doctor. Yeah. And even if you brought back the Dream Lord... I feel like you kind of need to recast an act, the Dream Lord yeah. as someone who reflects that current incarnation of the Doctor, which is a shame because Toby Jones is just so good and so compelling. Who is it from um, Line of Duty? What's the main female actor in that called? Line is of it Duty? Vicky McClure? She'd be a good Dream Lord for Judy Whittaker. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to do it yeah. in either of these specials unless they <laughs> reveal <laughs> that um, the Sea Devils is actually a dream. I was thinking that how cool... And then Matt never gets to face off against the master. No, he doesn't. But just saying that Toby Jones was the master, and now and again, he just pops up from one episode like this and just sort of fucks with the Doctor's yeah. head a little bit. You know, like classic Who would. Yeah, because that, that's the when the master's at their best is when they're just fucking with the Doctor's yeah. head. The master doesn't really want anything for himself usually when he appears. He just wants to fuck with the Doctor. And that way, Toby Jones kind of serves that purpose in this story. Yeah, no, he's, he's fantastic in it. Um, I, I really like it. I like... I really like this episode because I like the fantasy life that Rory and Amy have. Mm. The fact they live in this little village, Rory's got his ponytail and he cuts it off. Yeah. I think it's just really, really sweet. Yeah. And I like how they're conflicted in the... There's a whole thing about where the Dream Lord's like, oh, Amy, I've seen your dreams. Yeah. And it's kind of a thing where it's like, uh, the Dream Lord confirms that all these dreams come from their imaginations. So it's the idea that, like, the... TARDIS one is kind of the 11th Doctor's dream and then that in the village is Rory's dream yeah. and it's it's just interesting to see how that just tells you so much about those characters mm. and how much they kind of you know conflict with each other like the whole stuff like one of my favourite scenes in this is when Rory and Amy are trying to keep warm on the TARDIS and he has that conversation with them about do, do you not want those things that I want do you yeah. not wish that was our life yeah. and she's like oh, I don't know is that me yeah and it, it's so good. It's a really good episode. I remember watching this and thinking, I really like this episode. Yeah. I mean, when it first aired. Mm. Like, I was in year six when this first yeah. aired. I and remember thinking it was fantastic. I thought it was the first episode as well, because I know you've <coughs> been having frustrations with Amy's character. Yeah. I thought like this is an episode which actually interrogates those and is like, no, like, yeah, this is a problem that Amy has. Like, Amy has to figure this stuff out. Yeah. Because I like, because she does fancy the Doctor. Hmm. And I think the Doctor has some feelings towards Amy. Not as strong. No. I don't think they're romantic feelings. No. But, um... And, so, then, and, th then, and then there's Rory. Yeah. <laughs> who, who just adores Amy. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really good. Is there anything about this episode you didn't like? 
Uh, I honestly... Oh, sorry, before we go, I've just got to say, I also really liked how when it switches from the TARDIS to the village to the TARDIS to the village, it doesn't get repetitive. It doesn't. And then you look at something like the most recent Doctor Christmas special, the New Year special. With the kind of time loop. It just got so boring. Did you find that? Definitely, yeah. Interesting. I mean, yeah, I think part of it is that it transitions between them really well and it always maintains a really fast pace throughout the whole thing. Yeah. It's like, go, 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 go. And which I think is one of the things that makes the 45-minute format just so good because there's no time to waste. Like, they don't, the characters don't have time to breathe. Like, they're in peril no matter where they are. Yeah. They've got two timers on the go. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, it's just really nice to enjoy an episode of Doctor Who. Because I know, like, this series is really so far just beating it out of us. It's been a little bit kind of paint by numbers, a bit okay. I feel like after just the huge climax. The beast underneath was great. Mm. That, I think up to this I point. I like the first two episodes, but I think. I feel like for me, it was kind of a thing of after the huge peak of Russell T. Davis's uh, run, it's kind of okay, where does the show go now? And for this first half, it kind of felt like, okay, yeah, it's Doctor Who, it's fine. It's, But I feel like. Yeah. It got to a point where it's kind of, we need to know what direction we're heading in, what's new, what's going to keep us engaged, and Amy's choice gave that for me. Do you think that. that maybe the 13 episode series run is too long? It, I don't know. It has its low points. It, there, I think there isn't a single series that we've had that hasn't had dips. Series one, um, what's it called? Um, Boomtown, The um, Long Game, yeah. kind of felt a bit like extras... Um, series two has stuff is that like, with Adam? Uh, yes, that was yeah. a long game. Series two with well, series two is admittedly kind of very consistent, although it never hit the same peaks that series like series one and series yeah. three and four did. Series three, what's the low points of series three? Lazarus experiment. Lazarus experiment. I actually quite like Lazarus experiment though. Okay. Yeah, and then what's the, the Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah, probably Daleks in Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah, and then series four, I guess. I know I really like Series 4. But there must be a low point in Series 4. You didn't like Planet of the Ood, did you? No, I didn't. But I really like Planet of the Ood. Um, And you didn't like Fires of Pompeii either, but I really like Fires of Pompeii. (laughs) I know, I just really like Series 4. Yeah, Series 4 is my favourite series. But yeah, Um, I don't think of anything that I particularly enjoyed. There's no quiz this week either. No, there isn't, because we both watched this episode this morning. Yes, we haven't had time. I feel like I quite like doing that, though. Yeah, it keeps I'm going to try and do it more often, yeah. Yeah. Um, Harry, should we go on to some recommendations? Yes, I would like to recommend a series. I don't know how accessible it is. It's by Jimmy McGovern. It's from kind of the early 2010s. It's called Accused. And basically, each episode is kind of a standalone story where a character is in court, accused of something, and then it's kind of told in media res, giving you the background for how they ended up in that situation. What um, network was on? I think it was BBC. It's probably on BritBox. It probably is, and it has... A really great cast of character uh, cast because like the first episode is Christopher Eccleston, Peter Capaldi's in an episode, Jodie Whittaker's in an episode, and in the series two it has John Bishop and John, John yeah, Bishop. he's really good. It's, it's a really Amazon good Prime. dramatic term. Yeah, but it's a series worth looking into if you're into like good British drama. And there's a bunch of standalones, so you could well, effectively. There is a good cast. Yeah, Olivia Coleman's in it as well. Andy Circus. Andy Circus, he's I'm great. Here, Andy Circus is in the same episode as Jodie Whittaker. Oh really? That's good. Yeah. Um, um, Andy Serkis, John Bishop, Christopher Eccleston, Mark Warren, who played Elton in Doctor Who, Love and Monsters. Yes, of course, yeah. Uh, Peter Capaldi there. Uh, yeah, they're a really good cast. Mackenzie Crook. Yeah, Sean Bean is in an episode as well, I believe. Yeah. And Or is, he, is it Sean Bean or is it Sean Penn? 
Um, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I can't see. He's an episode with Stephen Graham. Sean Bean. Yeah, Sean Bean. He's an episode of, with Stephen Graham, and that's probably the best episode of the series. Oh, nice one. But it's worth checking out. I've got really a couple good. of things to recommend, Harry. Okay. Um, I've, I watched Judge a Rabbit for the first time this week. It's good, isn't it? Fantastic. It's show. really good. Really, really good. And I would also like to recommend this. Do you know what it is, Harry? I'm on the edge of... Oh, I know what this is. What is it, Harry? Dragon's Den, baby. Yeah. The I'm... new series of Dragon's Den is really good, isn't it? Well, I haven't watched the one that's currently airing. Oh, you should. Me and my girlfriend have been watching, like binge watching Dragons Den on it's a great. night. Like we watch it; it's fantastic. Yeah. It's so good. I'm. I like the. I, I like the current lineup as well as Peter Jones, Tuka Sullivan, Deborah Meaden. I've uh, got Stephen Bartlett. Don't get he see, is fantastic. St- Stephen yeah. Bartlett is so good. He's brought this new energy to the show. Yeah. Sarah Davies is really Sarah, good. Sarah, well. that's it. Yeah, they're yeah. And so on. But no, Stephen's really good because I feel like. He's he probably, shakes things up. Yeah, he does. And, and he him knows. and Tuka seem to argue quite a lot. Yeah, because I feel like Stephen Bartlett is really about like this tech age and new fresh things. Yeah. And he's like, he just he just gets it. Yeah. He's really sharp. It's I good. love him. Yeah. yeah. What's next week's episode, Harry? Next week is uh, the Chibnall two-parter. Oh, shit. Oh, God. You know when we were saying it's going to get good? hate these next two parts. Do you really? Yeah, we're going to do them as one, though, aren't we? We have to do it as one, yeah. yeah. But this could be the last time we ever do an episode in person, Harry. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, I'm doing a big old move to a different town uh, this weekend, so uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll still do the podcast. It might be over Zoom, if so if you bear with with that. It we seems might to fa- sound okay, though. Yeah, you? and I think there'll probably be points where, you know, I'm returning home. Yeah. So if I'm home for a couple days, I'll say, hey, I'm in town. Do you want to record? Or I'll just replace you with Harrison. someone else. Harrison, yeah. Ben. Who's Ben? Ben Redfern. Who I do Feel Good Friday with. Oh, does he like Doctor Who? He loves Doctor Who. Does he? He said he'd like to come on. Oh. So maybe I'll do Maybe I'll have a rotation of uh, podcast people. Maybe. Maybe. Would you mind that? No. Yes, you <laughs> I kind of like being the main guy. Yeah. I like it being Tim and Harry. Yeah. Do you, what do you prefer doing more, the watchlongs or the news? The news. Okay, yes. Yeah, I so. like the news. Okay. That's the thing I need you every week for as well. That's the thing. And the watch-alongs <laughs> thing has always been me doing the watch-alongs, so it'd be weird having people not... Yeah, it would, like me. Yeah, me good. Do you remember when you said, oh, you're not Harry, you didn't say this. <laughs> uh... Do you remember when Harry said this? <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening, everybody. This is probably the most high-budget episode of Big On The Inside you ever damn bloody ever got to freaking get. Mm-hmm. Harry, do you want to see you out for the end of the show show? Yeah. This is a bye bye from Tim. No, you got to do the fuck. We do this every oh, of course. Week. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to listen to more, we're on Spotify. We're on Acast. We're on iTunes. But for how long? Of course, we're on YouTube. That's our main place. If you want to subscribe there, we also do shorter vids. We also uh, have our social medias. We have Instagram. We have Twitter. All of these are run by our lovely Tim. That's me. That's Tim. Um, in case you haven't realised. Um, <laughs> There's only two of us. Keep up, everybody. Mm, keep on your toes. Yeah. But that that pretty much wraps it up. No, I'm, you know. Have I not? Been fun. Yeah, no, good. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so one last thing I've got to say is... I just want to send lots of love to everybody who might be going through hard times at the moment. Mm. Yeah. yeah, take care of yourselves wherever you are. Have fun, everybody. We'll see you next week for another episode of Bringer on the Inside. What the <laughs> fridge was that? Make sure you subscribe to the official Bigger on the Inside podcast. <laughs>